0: It's March 2013, and I'm looking out over the Caribbean Sea as waves lap the shores of Grand Cayman. This is my first visit to the Cayman Islands, and I will certainly return at some point to dive the famous reef walls. But my purpose for this trip is to attend the Young Caymanian Leadership Awards Gala this evening as keynote speaker. It's an amazing journey that has brought me to this place on this day. From the far reaches of Iraq during operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm to the forbidding terrain of Afghanistan during the early 2000s to the storied halls of our nation's capital in 2011 to this moment in a fancy hotel in the Caribbean, I never could have imagined leading such a life given my simple origins in the inner city of Atlanta. I was born in February of 1961. It was a very different America then. Segregation was widely practiced and hotly debated. The possibility of a black president was unimaginable. That summer, a little over 600 miles south of my hometown, on a beach in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, there was a protest called the Wade-In. A group of civil rights activists joined hands and waded into the whites-only beach off Las Olas Boulevard to protest segregation. But times do change. Fifty years later, in January of 2011, I was sworn in as the United States representative for that very same beach in Florida's 22nd congressional district. When considered together, these two seemingly unrelated events, a weighed in and a man pledging the oath of office, testified to the exceptionalism of our republic, the same type of exceptionalism that my parents instilled in me from a young age. When I was growing up, my mother taught me a simple maxim, a man must stand for something or he will fall for anything. That sentiment may well have guided a young man born a bastard on the island of Nevis in the British West Indies, not far from Grand Cayman, where I am writing this book today. Somehow, this young man made it to a place where he could seek his own destiny. He fought in the Continental Army for the independence of a fledgling country soon to be called the United States. He became a member of the Continental Congress. He was a co-writer of what must be considered the greatest political document ever written, the Constitution of the United States. Ultimately, he became the first Secretary of the Treasury of America. His name was Alexander Hamilton. America is indeed a great land of dreams and opportunity. This fact is as true today as it was in the time of Alexander Hamilton. In my case, my opportunity, and indeed my destiny, was to uphold this republic, first by serving in the military and then by serving in government. As an American Ronan, I hold steadfast to my beliefs, no matter what challenges or obstacles arise in my path. In 2012, I sought re-election to the U.S. House of Representatives in the newly drawn 18th Congressional District in southeastern Florida. To say the campaign was hotly contested would be a gross I remember being in the city of Port St. Lucie at an early voting site when a black woman came up to me. She asked if I was Allen West. I don't know how she could have been unsure about that, but in any event, I knew from the tone of her voice what was about to follow. And she didn't let me down. As my fellow black American looked at me, her face began to distort, and she screamed, How could you do this? How could you be one of them? Your parents are ashamed of you. You are not a real black person. My response, just a smile, a simple smile, because this woman was forgetting completely the best aspect of America, free will. Obviously, she didn't understand that I am and continue to be exactly what my parents raised me to be. As Solomon said in the book of Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go. In other words, our lives are shaped by our early lessons. And I was fortunate to have parents who taught me to exercise freedom of thought. I was the middle son of Herman and Elizabeth Thomas West. My parents were affectionately nicknamed Buck and Snooks, and for the sake of this book, that's how I will refer to them from now on, even though they would have whooped me silly if they ever heard me call them that. I never knew my grandmothers. They both passed before I was born. My granddads were Jewel Wynn on my father's side and Samuel Thomas on my mother's and both were rocks of men. My grandfathers had soft-spoken demeanors, but they commanded respect and admiration for their comportment